At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. To my guys in the desert from the South Point Sportsbook, Matt Humans, JBT, Dave Koken joined us. Hour number one, all replays and a lot of quality content up at vcin.com. Check out the website if you haven't. Big news today, too. vcin now on uh, YouTube TV. Yes, JBT. All you cord cutters out there, check it out. Are you a cord cutter? Uh, I am not, mainly because you have to have all those sports packages and everything for work. So I still have a cord plugged in. So do I. All right, let's get to uh, Thursday night football to kick off the Cowboys and Buccaneers in Tampa. Buccaneers up to eight and a half point favorites now. So this this line opened at six at most spots, now up to eight and a half. It takes a lot for a, a game like this, an NFL game, to move two and a half points, but I think the books are going to accumulate a lot of liability on the Buccaneers yeah. uh, this week and prior to kickoff tomorrow night. And a lot of that's going to be teaser and money line liability. Yes, it is. Uh, I mean, just uh, licking the finger and testing the win here at VSIN, there's a lot of people uh, that work here who are going to be in uh, with a two team parlay, a teaser parlay, one of those legs being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, and especially when it was seven and a half, right? That's where I got in. I think that's where you got yes. in as well. All right. That's, that's really key because that's one and a half. Now you're talking about two and a half and getting to the, por- the portion where it's going to be unplayable on a teaser, but regardless, gotta be, this is the way it's going to go. Like, There's not a lot of positive cases to be made for the Cowboys. This no, there isn't. aren't. I wrote about that, and uh, it's going to be up on the VSIN website as well. Our best bets for each game in the NFL schedule will be up at vsin.com. I did not try to pick the Seahawks-Colts game. I'm going to leave that one to you. And we have news today that Carson Wentz, a full participant at practice for the Colts uh, via Pro Football Talk today. What does that mean to you, JVT, when you look at the Seahawks 
as three-point road favorites at several books, two and a half or three. It's a, it's a split number, total of 50. Now, if we're talking about that full three, you know, I was already toying with the idea that the Colts were going to be pretty live in this game. And now that you're talking about a full field goal at home, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be in the range where it's playable. Look, th- th- I keep going back to this, and I will bring this up until I'm blue in the face. I think we have to realize that this Seahawks defense is not going to be that good. They have no dominant edge rusher. They have a very poor secondary in terms of pass coverage. When your leading pressure guy is one of your Safeties. That is not a good look, and they have not improved that defense mm-hmm. in any way. So, yes, your offense is going to be solid, but here's the catch here is your offense is going to take on the strength of the Colts at this point right now, which is their defense. Their defense is very good. And so just overall, I think the like I get the volatility. I get maybe not believing in the Colts in the big picture, but you're talking about this spot here against a team that doesn't have a dominant edge rusher when left tackle is a hole for the Indianapolis Colts, and you don't have good pass coverage against a weakened wide receiving core who's weaknesses are kind of negated for Indianapolis in a matchup like this. So if you're talking about a full solid field goal at minus 110, I think that's going to be playable there for Indianapolis. Circa right now at three on this game. So if you like the Colts, grab the plus three at Circa at South Point. Seahawks minus two and a half. All right, Steelers and Bills. Uh, There was some, uh, I guess, negative news out of Steelers camp this week about T.J. Watt. He wants a contract restructuring, and he was not practicing. He did meet the deadline today to practice for Pittsburgh. So uh, Steelers are going to have who I consider to be last season's defensive MVP, defensive player of the year, on the field against the Bills on Sunday, and that's very important if you plan to bet the Steelers. Yep, and it is a hold-in Wednesday, fully participated in practice that included team drills, which he had previously skipped. Uh, Mike Tomlin said yesterday, or today, quote, like I said yesterday, I'm proceeding with that assumption being that Watt will play Sunday without a contract extension. That number right now is 6.5 at most spots, South Point at 6, Bills minus 6. Do you think we're going to see seven? If you like the Steelers, I think there are going to be some spots out there. Not every book's going to go there, but I think there are going to be some books that go to seven. So if you like the Steelers, I think you can grab that. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I know a contest-wise, it probably won't get there, but yeah. I think seven, like by the time we get to Sunday, you'll see a, seven, a rogue seven pop up and you should be able to grab it. So that's what I'm waiting for because I, I will be on the Steelers. Yeah, I don't think if, uh, if you want to use the Steelers as a contest play, you're not going to get to seven. No. But you would have to take the six and a half. All right, one more game to talk about. I bet Washington plus one against the Chargers. And uh, a little bit of uh, negative news out of Chargers camp. Yeah, that comes today, 20 minutes ago. Austin Eckler, not a participant in practice today and actually on the side working with trainers. Uh, that comes out of uh, Los Angeles from a Chargers beat writer. So that is something to keep an eye on as you move forward into week one. Another injury to keep track of there. Yeah, a lot of times I don't like to overreact to running back injuries, but Austin Eckler, a really valuable guy within that offense for Justin Herbert. Yeah, in the passing game as well. It's from Daniel Popper of The Athletic uh, to give you the source on the report there. So... And that is going to be something to monitor. He's going to be a big part of their offense. All right, quick rundown there of what's uh, happening in NFL Week 1 as we get closer to the uh, season kickoff. We're also going to update the Circa contest numbers when we come back. Stay tuned. My guys in the desert. Welcome to My Guys in the Desert Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Matt Humans, JVT, and uh, hour number two, Chad Andrus, Denver radio host, is going to join us to break down some football games. But JVT, the first thing, last night, tonight, I've been going around town making sure I get signed up for all the contests I want to get in. Right now, I'm in uh, three of the five contests I want to sign up for, so there's more work to do on that tonight. 
And in fact, one of the contests I'm going to sign up for probably tonight is the Circus Sports Million Three contest. Here's the update from uh, Derek Stevens down at the Circa Total Entries in the Million contest, which is one thousand dollars to enter and a guarantee of four million three thousand one hundred eighty-seven entries. The overlay of just over eight hundred thousand dollars. The Circus Sports Survivor contest, a guarantee of six million. Total entries, 2,720, so the overlay of about 3.2 million, JBT. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, and look, we, we talked about this with Mike when you were out uh, last week, Mike and Derek. You know, expect here maybe shortly in the, in the coming hours, right, that you're going to get all these advantage players coming in to sign up potentially uh, before that deadline. But uh, uh, that is going to be tough to get. But the, the Circa Million is going to be pretty popular, and you see it right there. They're going to push to uh, eliminate that overlay. I don't know if it's going to get there, but mm-hmm. they're going to push to cover it. I'm going to try to get in there and sign up really late tonight, like well after midnight when yeah. nobody's in there. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. They, I mean, I went to sign up for a con- though, at the yeah. Super Contest the other day, and uh, the question's being asked at the window. Let's go, guys. Sign up and get out of the way. Hey, I want to take a look at this one college football game before we welcome in our uh, next guest, Iowa at Iowa State. And uh, here's the thing. Last week, as a home favorite, not too many people were crazy about the Hawkeyes, mm-hmm. okay? And uh, Indiana went in there and got a butt-whipping 34-6, to six, a couple of defensive touchdowns. In fact, two pick sixes by the same player on the Iowa defense. The offensive numbers are not going to blow you away. But last week, Iowa, as a home favorite, gets the job done. Now this week, as a road dog, all of a sudden a lot of people like the Hawkeyes mm-hmm. this week. And that's because Iowa State played so poorly in its opener against Northern Iowa, a 16-10 to 10 win. Do you think that role reversal could be a little bit of a trouble for the Hawkeyes when you're handicapping situations? I kind of like Iowa getting four and a half this week. I don't like the fact that the Hawkeyes um, were not popular as, as home favorites last week, and now all of a sudden they're popular road dogs. Now, I find myself gravitating toward Iowa State, and, and depending on what it's going to be over at the last man standing, I think they're going to be on one of my entries. I mean, I just look at this from Iowa's perspective, right? Again, you have to dig a little bit deeper into what that Indiana contest was. Take 14 points off of the board for that offense because there were two pick sixes in mm-hmm. that contest. They got shut out essentially in the second half, managed a field goal in the fourth quarter, and, and that was it. When you look at it from a statistical standpoint, 303 total yards only four or 12 on third downs Iowa was it wasn't like this magnificent performance or they just came out and whooped up on Indiana so I I think that's like their front seven looked good and they looked like a a usual Iowa team where they're going to play solid defense and play keep away essentially so you can't get back in and I think on the other side look at Iowa State was not overly impressive but when you're taking on you know I think we talk about this all the time right Northern Iowa right it was their opponent last week I can't remember. It was one podcast I was listening to, but they brought up a good point, which is like, look, every year Northern Iowa's goal is to just ruin the in-state rival. Whether it's Iowa State or Iowa, if they play them that year, just ruin that season. It's a really big spot for Northern Iowa. And mm-hmm. now you get an Iowa State team who's probably looking ahead, didn't want to show that much. I just think, you know, if we're starting to dip down that three-and-a-half range, I would rather be on the side of Iowa State. It's a slight overreaction. Yeah, you have to guard against the overreactions in week one because you see this a lot of times where a team will look terrible in week one and then look like a totally different team the next week. And the Cyclones, obviously, a little bit of sleep at the wheel last week against Northern Iowa. Uh, They are not going to be asleep at the wheel this week against the Hawkeyes. Right now, Iowa State a four- or four-and-a-half-point favorite. 
in the uh, the Cyhawk game. I know Wes Reynolds gets fired up for those, these regional rivalry games in the Midwest. <laughs> Wes Reynolds loves these. They need games. better names. <laughs> I don't think he sure. loved watching the Indiana-Iowa game last week, though. No, I was on the air with him, and it was getting a little bleak as, as it went <laughs> along. <laughs> it was like the Simpsons thing, right? Like, stop it, stop it. They're dead already. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's bring in Chad Andrews, different radio host. And, uh, Chad, how you doing today, man? Thanks for jumping back on again. My pleasure, gentlemen. I uh, wish I could do the video, but the phone will have to suffice for this afternoon. Uh, smile. I actually, I don't watch your video. The the shot we have in the chat, you look, you look so happy. Look at that. <laughs> that is a great shot there. Follow him on Twitter, at Chad Andrus, out of Denver. All right, we're going to surprise you here and hit you with a Broncos question right off the top. Uh, what do you think about Teddy Bridgewater as a starting quarterback on the road and the Broncos as three-point favorites against the Giants? I think it means what most people understand it means, that the Broncos are going to be a conservative football team per Vic Fangio's style. They're going to cater to their defense. They're going to be in most games, and most games are going to be low scoring. Um, you know, that's that's by design, right? That is that is what Vic Fangio wants. George Payton, the new man in charge of personnel, has, has bent over backwards to give him a team to do that. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater has got the keys to manage it. So, um, you know, I expect that they're going to play a lot of close games, and I expect that the under or the total is going to be really close in, in a lot of games. That's that's kind of what I, I see coming, starting with the Giants and, and really across the board on the schedule. Chad, if you're, if you're picking nits with this Broncos team outside of quarterback, I think one of the things that stuck out to me when assessing them was, you know, some of the numbers statistically for this offensive line when it came to run blocking last year. What is your assessment of that offensive line? Because for me, like the strength for New York, they got a pretty decent front seven, especially for key pieces and especially against the run last year, quietly really solid. And that was one of those matchups that I looked like that slightly favored New York. But what's your assessment of the Broncos offensive line? Yeah, I mean, that the world we're going to find out in a hurry, right? With, uh, I heard you talking about the Giants' strength up front. It's clear that the Broncos are going to focus on running the ball, right? Um, it's clear that Javante Williams, the second-round pick, is going to be a huge part of this offense. I would go so far as saying uh, anybody who is looking at, like, uh, you know, yard totals, touchdown totals, things like that, or fantasy players, to even fade Melvin Gordon, uh, maybe not so much the start of the season, but as the season progresses, Javante Williams, I think, is going to take over that role, and I think he's going to help out the offensive line. Uh, Quinn Miners, I think they had high expectations for. I'm not sure if he's quite ready to step in and start. He might be more of a swing player as a backup, but it's going to be a clear focus early on that this is going to be a conservative football team trying to run the ball, trying to use the tight end, move the chains, and you know, be uh, be eating up clock. Um, as far as the matchup with the Giants, right? This is this is you know ready from the get go, right? Are you going to be the team you've designed? your roster to be and your coach wants to be? Are you going to impose your will on the front seven of the Giants and run the football? Because if you can't, then things are getting off to a a rocky start in a real big hurry because I can tell you two things about the Denver Broncos and what Broncos country is already assuming. Number one, they're assuming they're going to have a top five defense, mm-hmm. which I think is likely, but I don't know if it's it's safe to assume it. But the other thing that scares me a little bit is all of Broncos country and Broncos backers are assuming they're going to start 3-0 and against the Giants, the Jags, and the Jets. And if, if they don't, everybody who's back in the Broncos as a playoff team or an over team is going to be in big trouble. Well, I think 2-1 uh, and one is more realistic. The 
The Broncos open on the road at the Giants, at the Jaguars, so back-to-back road games, then come home to face the Jets. In Vic Fangio's first year, Denver opened 0-4. His second year started at 0-3, Chad, so I think 2-1 would be a big step in the right direction. And then in week four, the schedule gets a lot tougher. The Broncos uh, face the Ravens, then on the road to play the Steelers, then the Raiders, then at the Browns. So it gets a lot more difficult after those first three weeks. But the Broncos had better be 2-1, and one, at least after those uh, first three games. Yeah. Chad, uh, Chad Andrus with us, play-by-play broadcaster, Denver radio host. Uh, if you're playing, if you're betting the NFL this week, what's uh, what's at the top of your list? What are you going to play? Well, I mean, I heard you guys talking about the teaser options, right? And how everybody's going to be on the 49ers and potentially on the Rams. Um, you know, I, I don't have anything that jumps off the board. I would lean towards New Orleans a little bit. Um, the game being in Jacksonville is just kind of weird for me, and uh, and I don't know what to expect. But if it favors anyone, I think it would favor the Saints more so than the Packers. Um, the one team that, that I can't figure out, and I'm just a little bit puzzled um, as to why everybody is so crazy high on, yes, I know they're the defending champions, but like the love for the Bucks just seems a little over the top for me. Um, you know, I think the Packers melted down and gave away a game on the home field in the NFC Championship, and the Chiefs weren't healthy in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, for, for them to be kind of a, a, you know, somewhat of a strong, if not overwhelming favorite and, and look at the way they are, um, I'm just a little more timid on the Bucks than anybody else. But that said, they're playing the Cowboys, and you're not going to find me back in the Cowboys right off the bat, so... Not too much Cowboys support out there on opening night. If you, if you missed it, the number is up to eight and a half now. Buccaneers, eight and a half point favorites in most spots over the Cowboys on Thursday night. So I'll ask you really quickly. I want to stay in the AFC West chat and just get your thoughts because one of the hot teams, you talk about teams you have a, uh, trouble putting your finger on. For me, it's the Chargers, right? Like at the beginning of the offseason, I was very like, eh, you know, arms, di-, like you're overreacting, relax. But the roster's really good. There's a path for them to be like a 9 10, maybe 11 win team this year. I just don't know if they get there. What's your read on Los Angeles? Well, that, that's the question I think everybody has to analyze when you look at what's behind the Chiefs, right? So when you're looking at the Broncos here in Denver, you're asking yourself, do you trust Vic Fangio, and what games can they win to go over 8.5 and, and get to 9 or 10 and be in the playoff picture, right? Uh, can they beat Pittsburgh or Cleveland or Baltimore or Washington or Dallas, right? And, and that's assuming they can beat the Giants and the Bengals and the Eagles, right? So when you look at the Chargers, it's the same question, right? How are you comparing what you see from the Broncos as to what you see from the Chargers and the Raiders, right? Because that's what's going to determine whether these teams make the playoffs, whether they go over their win total, is what they do against each other, right? Does does one team sweep the other? Do they split? How, how is it going to work? Do you trust Brandon Staley as a new head coach, right? Um, you know, of all the criticisms of Vic Fangio, right, and his game management and the type of conservative uh, game they're going to play and focus on, on setting everything up for the defense, Brandon Staley is off the Fangio tree. He was, a, he was a linebacker coach for him in Chicago and Denver, mm-hmm. right? So uh, are you going to trust him as a first-year head coach, given that he has the more talented quarterback, right, and, and should have an advantage there? But, you know, it, it, it's quite a big unknown, right, when you start talking about game management and what those head-to-head matchups are going to look like. So I, I think the Chargers, while having Herbert being a big advantage, are just as much of a wild card as the Broncos, uh, in terms of, you know, where is it going to fall in that half-game swing of going over and under on the win total or 
for being a team that can push for the playoffs. All right, Chad Andrus with us, Denver radio host. Uh, Chad, let's talk college football now. And uh, how impressed or unimpressed were you with the Colorado Buffaloes last week? They beat the Northern Colorado Bears 35-7. to Big game this week, really, and and uh, Texas A&M comes in as a 17-point favorite. This is going to be on a neutral field in Denver. Uh, the Aggies laying 17, total of 50. Did you like what you see saw from Colorado last week or not? I didn't, uh, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I'm, I've watched the Buffaloes for a long time, back to uh, some of Gary Barnett's really good teams, you know, as long as I've lived here for 20 years. Uh, I'm also a huge Wisconsin fan and backer, so I know what happens to football teams that rely on running the ball when they can't when they face a more physical, more talented, bigger, stronger team up front and the run game doesn't work, then what happens? This is my concern for Colorado this week because they ran all over UNC to pile up points. Uh, They were just bigger and stronger and were able to impose their will. That's not going to happen against the Aggies. So freshman quarterback Brendan Lewis making his second start, I didn't see a whole lot out of him. I don't have a great belief in their receiving core. They got Brendan Rice, Jerry Rice's son, but other than him, they don't have you know a LaVisca Chenault, a KD Nixon, guys that were game breakers that they've had in the past at receiver. Um, I'm concerned about what happens to the Buffs when they can't run the ball against the A&M front because I'm not sure how they're going to score. So, Chad, let's go to a, another Colorado school, Colorado State. Uh, you can miss me with any praise for Steve Adazio. I don't think this is going to go very well. It hasn't very gone very well in a short sample size. And last week, South Dakota State, their defense was poor, soft up front, and their offensive attack was anemic with no passing game whatsoever. But the market has pushed this to seven. It opened in, one. It opened one up to a full touchdown against Vanderbilt. Uh, what, I mean, what's the read here? Because that seems like a lot for this Colorado State team. I don't think very highly of them. Yeah, I mean, can can you guys imagine, just think back over the last 10, 15 years, if I told you, yeah, there's a Mountain West team that lost its home opener to an FCS school, and they're a touchdown favorite over an SEC team coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> what would your reaction to that be? Um, you know, uh, uh, JVT, it sounds like you read the, the Denver Post article where the headline was, um, you know, CSU not what Adazio promised and just went on to bash them about not being strong and physical up front and getting beat at the point of attack and just looking small and weak against, you know, again, South Dakota State of all people, right? I mean, Colorado State has a great tight end. Trey McBride is, is as good as anybody. He's, he's an awesome player, but what else is there, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, to lay a tough with this team, look, outside of the, you know, blindly loyal alums that bet their team every week, if there's people in Vegas who are betting Colorado State Vanderbilt on a seven-point spread, I want to party with those guys because they want to live dangerously, right? So let's let's head to the bar with that group, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know how you trust your money with either one of these teams after their week one performance. Yeah, it's tough for me to get on board with the Commodores. Maybe at plus seven, uh, you can do it. And I understand why Colorado State drew the money after opening a one point. At minus one. Yeah, right. one. But not at seven. Uh, that, that might be a little bit too much. By the way, for those who don't recall, Vanderbilt uh, was a 21-point favorite and lost to East Tennessee 23-3 to last week. So this is the sad game of the week in uh, college football. Chad Andrews, hey, man, thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, appreciate it, man. Have a great weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll leave you guys with one thing just to watch or maybe listen for when the Aggies come rolling in because it's a neutral site game in Denver, not in Boulder, which means there's a lot more seats 
uh, to be had. I think those seats are going to be occupied by the folks from College Station. In fact, I got a text from a doctor today saying, you know anybody that wants my tickets for the Colorado game? I don't want to sit in the COVID caravan from College Station. Okay. Not too many Buffalo's fans can be fired up to watch their team as a 17-point dog against A&M this week either. Back in a couple minutes with NFL Best Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. some friendly betting advice from your favorite guys in the desert. V-Sense Brent Musburger will be hosting Betting and Beers with Brent on Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. at the South Point Hotel and Casino's Grand View Lounge with South Point bookmakers Chris Andrews, Vinny Maiulo, and Jimmy Vaccaro. V-Sense team of experts will break down everything you need to know about betting on this season. Friday at 6 in the South Point Grand View Lounge. Look at that group. Uh, look at that foursome. Right there. I still think that photo of Chris Andrews looks a lot like Scott, Scott Van Pelt. <laughs> Mr. Clean. <laughs> now, you're going to be down there, right, JVT? You're going to be at the Grandview Lounge at 6 o'clock right. Friday for betting and beers with Brent. That's right. For the beers, That's right. the betting, and the Brent. <laughs> In that order. 
All right, are you going to be down there to uh, talk about your best bets with all the people who show up? JVT, what do you like in the NFL this week? And you say, I like, first of all, the Patriots minus two and a half, but you can't get that number in. Right, yeah, I think that would be at the top of the list for me. I, I did add one. Um, I actually added two plays overall. Uh, but in terms of the National Football League, look, we've gone over a couple of them. Patriots minus the two and a half. Texans plus three. Those are all in pocket. Uh, Patriots up to three. That Texans three is kind of still out there. We're starting to see that movement towards two and a half in mm-hmm. some spots. So I think if you want to bet the Texans, that's uh, going to disappear by the time we get to Sunday. And then we have that Bucks chiefs teaser. Uh, Buccaneers minus one and a half. Got that when it was at seven and a half. And Chiefs pick, it's still sitting at six. The addition there is the Washington plus one over Los Angeles. And, and look, Circa went to Washington minus one. It's back to plus one. But I think we talked about this yesterday. Spoke about it with Johnny Avello. I expected, it's not a big move, but I expect the team to go off as like a one, one and a half point favorite by the time we get to Sunday. The football team. Yeah, the football team. I just think there's a lot of matchups there. We talked today, by the way, the, the news 20 minutes ago, Austin Eckler. Uh, all of a sudden pops up working with trainers, not in mm-hmm. practice today. But I think you're just talking about a rebuilt offensive line taking on a really, really good front seven. And I know we keep talking about Washington, right? I keep hearing, oh, well, they were seven, you know, they were, they were a team that uh, barely got by in the division. They were awful last year. All that they improved a quarterback, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick is a better quarterback than what they had last year. Gives you a baseline of play. I think what this team has defensively and what a baseline of play Fitzpatrick brings you, they're going to be a better team than the market's given them credit for. So Washington plus one added to the NFL best bets for week. You also have to keep in mind that uh, the head coach was fighting off cancer throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Washington played four quarterbacks, started the season one and five. And went into the season as a 25 to 1 shot at Circa and the Westgate just to win the NFC East. After a 1 and 5 start, I think it's very impressive that they came back to finish 7 and 9 and win the division. But like you said, Washington's got the number four scoring defense from a year ago, mm-hmm. a dominant front four with four former, former first round picks on that defensive front. And actually, they made improvements to the secondary. They drafted. Um, Linebacker out of Kentucky yep. in uh, the first round, I think it was uh, as Javen Sims. I uh, might be a little bit off on that name, but uh, the, the linebacker from Kentucky, uh, uh, Jameen, uh, Jameen Davis, 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 Jameen Davis, Davis. Jameen Davis uh, out of Kentucky, and then uh, you, you've got a defense that's going to be even better, I think, than the number four scoring unit last season. Not that those numbers might improve, but yeah, Jamin Davis, Davis from Kentucky in the first round, William Jackson. Uh, is signed as a uh, corner, and then you got Kendall Fuller on the other side. This is a really good Washington defense all the way around. Yep. Uh, I hope you do, JVT. Sincerely hope you do really well with your NFL picks this week. I'm rooting for you. You know why? Because we share quite a few. <laughs> we got like this. <laughs> got like the same best bets. <laughs> I'm going yeah, for you, buddy. Yeah, me huh? too, man. Uh, my best bets this week, Patriots minus two and a half, Washington plus one, Texans plus three. Yeah. And eh, we had to do a little bit different here on the teaser. I've got Bucks minus one and a half and Rams minus one and a half. So instead of the Rams, you played the Chiefs. Yep. So, and, and I think look, for me, the Chiefs is six point favorite, deserving to be so. I, and this is so. I think there's a lot of intriguing different tests for teams that are rebuilding or retooling certain areas of their team, right? Los Angeles Chargers rebuilding their offensive line, taking mm-hmm. on one of the better front sevens in terms of pass rush, and then you get the Cleveland Browns adding eleven guys, whether it's through the draft or free agency, to a defense that was one of the worst coverage defenses last year that let them down consistently on the back end, taking on the dynamic passing attack of the Kansas City Chiefs. And by the way, when they played two, I mean that the Divisional game was not as close as it indicated. Patrick Mahomes goes down with the injury, right? We see everything that happened. Got a little bit tighter down right. the stretch, but I think that this is going to be one where you look at this and Patrick Mahomes is going to make the difference. They'll win that game. Right. Correct. I think you're right. Yeah. 
Uh, how about the scheduling quirk, by the way? Washington hosts the Giants in week two. Mm-hmm. Will not play another division game until December. Wow. That's yeah, a little that's bit true, odd, yeah. right? Yeah. NFC East also has not had a repeat winner since 2004. Uh, and Washington trying to pull off that feat this year. All right, quick break here on My Guys in the Desert. When we come back, we'll talk about, believe it or not, NFC playoff teams. And uh, do we have that clip? Do the numbers, JVT. <laughs> That's going to be a new feature on uh, The Edge. Do, do the, the numbers. numbers. Go. All right, quick break. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Looking live at the OddsTrader.com studio at South Point Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now and start winning with up to the second info you need. Real-time bet tracking, live in-game odds and stats. Visit OddsTrader.com. JVT, it's time to play another game show. Okay. Believe it or not, NFC playoff teams this time. We did the AFC in the first hour. We're going NFC this time. So do the numbers, JVT. And let's look at these Chicago Bears. Do you believe they are a playoff team? At the Westgate Superbook, the yes, plus 220. The no, minus 260. And I'll tip my hand here. I bet the Bears no, minus 225. Uh, And actually, I just found out there was a better number out there in the market I could have had. I thought I shopped around everywhere. But at Caesars William Hill, you can still find a good number on the Bears to miss the playoffs. Uh, I agree with that. I, I think they, they should be heavily favored to miss the postseason. 27th hardest schedule uh, in the or 27th easy, easiest, if you want to phrase it that way. One of the schedule hardest schedules. Brutal. Yeah, one yeah. of the hardest schedules in the National Football League. Uh, a defense that I think is taking steps in the wrong direction in terms of their prowess. And an offensive line that is bad. And quarterback play that I think is unknown going forward, right? Andy Dalton, how long is he going to be around pulling the trigger for this offense? How good is he going to be behind a really bad offensive line with his lack of mobility? So I do believe that this is going to be a team that misses the postseason. It'll be a rough season for Chicago, but at least you get to break in Justin Fields as the year goes along. You have some hope going forward. Well, I think that's what this year is going to be in Chicago, a year about hope. Hopefully Justin Fields develops as a quarterback and uh, he's your quarterback of the future, right? Because the Bears at seven and a half for the season win total, I can't I can't foresee the Bears getting to eight, nine wins. You look at their schedule, it's just so unlikely. Uh, I think they're probably a five-win, six-win team if they – if things go right, they could win seven games, mm-hmm. be seven and ten. So I played the Bears under seven and a half. I played the Bears to miss the playoffs at a minus 225. I still think minus 250 you could bet that at the current price. If you look at their schedule before the bye, it's, it's after. Go ahead and rip it off because the Bears' schedule, like I said, is uh, they got to run the gauntlet. So they, for two out of the first three games are on the road. Los Angeles Rams, Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals are sandwiched in there. After, after home and aways versus the Lions and then the Raiders, you get back home, you get back home for the Green Bay Packers, hit the road against the Bucks, come back home for San Francisco, and then hit the road for Ball, uh, first Pittsburgh before coming back to take on Baltimore the week after you're mm. buying. That's it's a that's a really tough. Think about too, by the way, 
those are some pretty good front sevens that you're taking on as well to exploit one of your weaknesses in terms of pass protection. The break you get in there is pretty obvious. Uh, you get to play the Lions mm-hmm, twice. and the Bengals. Yeah, so there are going to be opportunities, I think, to break Justin Fields in. If uh, if things are go ugly early for the Bears like we think against the uh, Rams on Sunday night, it might be a quick trigger for Matt Nagy, and he says, hey, we've we got to go to Justin Fields now. Uh, because you do have a couple spots there early in the season where Fields can play well against the Detroit defense, against the Cincinnati defense, and gain some confidence. Uh, but that, that's only a couple soft spots in that entire Bears schedule. All right, let's go to another team in the same division, the Vikings. You and I each have a future on the Vikings mm-hmm. to win the NFC North. Bet this in May when it looked like Aaron Rodgers was you know, 50-50 at best to be back with the pack. Uh, Vikings right now to make the playoffs at the Westgate Superbook. Yes, plus 135, no, minus 155. Which way are you going? Believe it or not, as the Vikings, uh, as a playoff team. I believe it. And that, that play on Minnesota to win the division wasn't just because of the Aaron Rodgers stuff. You know, I made that back in May. I think this is also that the Vikings, one of the, I think what you start with with your assessment of Minnesota is this defense is different. This is personnel wise, only two guys return as starters from last year's team. So many guys are coming back, whether it's going to be health, whether it's signing new faces as well. I think that Mike Zimmer is going to have more quality play defensively. And then you look at them offensively. You like the wide receiving court. Justin Jefferson broke out last year, one of the top-tier run-blocking offensive lines in the NFL, an offensive system that raises your floor, right, with that zone-blocking and run scheme. I think there is a path for this Vikings team to not only potentially win the division if the Packers take a step back, but for sure to make a postseason. Mm-hmm. You know, an average schedule, when you talk about strength of schedule by opponent forecasted wins, so there is definitely a path for Minnesota to become a playoff team in the NFC. Yeah, I, I lean that way as well. And uh, you look at the rest of the NFC and you think, NFC East is probably going to get one team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the strongest division maybe in the entire NFL is the NFC West. We'll talk about that next. How about Seahawks? Are the Seahawks a playoff team? Believe it or not, Seahawks, yes, minus 125. They're favored to be a playoff team. No, plus 105. I know you're not high on the Seattle defense. Do the numbers. Uh, I will do the numbers, and I will confirm this before I uh, make this bold statement, but I believe I was the only person in our NFL guide to have the Seahawks miss the postseason this year. I'll double check, but I just don't think that this is going to be a team. Their defense that ultimately holds them back. I I don't like really the comments from Pete Carroll on this offense. Again, you got to run the ball. Running, you, you have success running the ball, but you also have one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. They also only have four wide receivers on their roster, I think, at this point right now, which is a little worrisome, too. Mm-hmm. I just think when you're talking about laying a price to make it to the postseason, given the flaws that this roster has, to me, that's a no-go. You, you talked about the division, how much better that could be. Those are all going to be coin flip spots. The games against the Cardinals, the 49ers, the Rams, all coin flips that could work against their favor. This is a team that has gotten away with a lot of stuff over the last couple of years yeah. in single-score games. And I just think when you look at their flaws overall, it, it paints a picture of a team that could miss the postseason, and I think they will. So I would say no. In the NFC West, I ranked the Niners and the Rams better than the Seahawks. So I'm going to go no as well. By the way, the GM of the Cardinals, Steve Kime, said, quote, no doubt the Cardinals are a playoff team, JVT. I don't know. If no that's doubt. Gonna, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Are you going to take that opinion to the bank on the Cardinals? Uh, no, no, I will not. Okay. I don't think that is going to be the case. And actually, no, there were quite a few. I don't know. I got to double check that. But regardless, I don't think that's not going to be the case. Yeah, you have a question, Marks, about Kyler Murray. This offense overall, uh, in terms of what Arizona looks like. So I no think there's only, I think there's only two teams that are going to be in the playoffs in the NFC West. All right. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to vote no on the uh, Seahawks as well. 
a very intriguing team this season, the Saints. And uh, we're not sure how many home games they're going to have in the first half of the season. They're going to open the season in Jacksonville against the Packers. NFC playoff team, believe it or not, the Saints. Yes, plus 120. No, minus 140 uh, from the Westgate Superbook. Those are current numbers. Which way are you going to bet on uh, the Saints? By the way, I wasn't that cool. There are actually quite a few people, including yourself, who missed the, who had the Seahawks missing the postseason. Yeah, I don't think I had the Seahawks yeah. in the playoffs. I thought it was cool. Um, regardless, Saints, I think there is. Remember, I, I heard this point on, I think it was the PFF podcast. Um, it wasn't the Bucks who won this division last year, right? It, it was the New Orleans well, Saints. the Saints swept the Bucks. Yep. And made them look bad in Tampa. Remember that Sunday night game? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was one of the worst bets I made all year, Buccaneers against the Saints. And there are peaks and valleys to Jameis Winston's game. But keep in mind, the peaks are pretty high for Jameis Winston when he's on. We saw a glimpse of that in the in the preseason this year in a much friendlier offensive system and a scheme, by the way, which is going to look different because you haven't had a quarterback who can throw outside the numbers or right. 20 or more yards downfield consistently. There's definitely a route here for the New Orleans Saints to become a postseason team. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm looking at the Carolina Panthers as a potential surprise team in the NFC and maybe a team that could take a big step up in that NFC South. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the Falcons. Uh, well, how do you feel about the Falcons? I think they're going to be I think they're going to be very similar to the, where, what they were last year. Solid offensively, right. good front seven, but a poor secondary. All right, quick break. There's a big comeback in baseball. We can't tell you. I can't wait to tell you about it next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.
BetRivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. BetRivers has you covered for the NFL season, offering same-game parlays in all pro football matchups, bringing back Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting, more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to bet. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. And you must be 21. That's BetRivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. All right, we have to clarify something. We do. Uh, in the previous segment, talking about the Seahawks to be a playoff team, believe it or not, I think you uh, made, an outrageous made a minor claim. mistake in a, in a comment you made. Uh, I made a claim that I was one of the, uh, maybe if not you one of the few, might, be the only might one. have been the only one uh, to pick the Seahawks to make the postseason. I was close. <laughs> Out of how many experts did we have? It was about what? 15? 12, 12 to 14, 15, 16, somewhere around there. Uh, only two actually make the, <laughs> make the Seahawks to make the postseason. So oh. I was not as uh, bullish and I was not as uh, unique as I thought. No. Isn't that always the case, though? You I thought, am unique in my Super Bowl pick, though. You thought you were thinking outside the box. Yeah. And it turns out that everybody else was outside that box. But I, but I did get outside the box with my Super Bowl pick. So I'm the it only is. guy who – the Cleveland Browns. The Browns. Okay. Tell me why not. I almost made the Patriots my Super Bowl pick. Really? Belichick, Brady, show oh, on in the England. Super Bowl. How That's, great would that be? That would be good. We get the, the they play in week seven, something like that. So they you know they're going to play once in the regular possible season. preview of the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I actually think if there's a team that's really going to surprise a lot of people this year, it could be the Patriots. Mac Jones and his wide hips versus Tom Brady, his slender physique. If you think back <laughs> to Tom Brady at the scouting combine coming out of Michigan, the photos of Mac Jones coming out of Alabama, the, very similar. The video of him walking up to the podium <laughs> in the draft. <laughs> there's so much. All right, big comeback in baseball. The Giants, JVT, they do it. They come back from a 4-3 deficit, beat the Rockies 7-4 at course. Not even a 4-3 deficit. They were down 3-0 yeah. to use a soccer term, right? Right? They uh, tied that thing up. They gave the lead back, and then sure enough, used those sticks to get a 7-4 to win. So this is what you do if you're a good team who wants to win a division. You're only one game back. We're now a half game back right of the Dodgers with this victory. With oh, the Dodgers. No, one and a half ahead of the Dodgers. Oh, one and a half. Excuse me. Yeah, sorry. One and a half ahead. Um, this is the, this is what you have to do to keep the Dodgers at arm length, and this is what they did. Good job. That was an early start today, 12-10 p.m. on the, the West Coast. The Giants went off minus 139 here at the South Point. How about the total? 11 and a half. It lands on 11. Yep. Giants get to win 7-4 to four over the Rockies, and now one and a half up on the Dodgers, who played tonight in St. Louis. The Dodgers are going to start Mitch White. The Cardinals will go with Adam Wainwright. And uh, we talked about this in hour number one. Who thought you would be saying right now, the red-hot Adam Wainwright? But that's been the case. And that has totally been the case, and it is valid. Look, you know, when you have the ERA at 291 for the season and this expected fielding independent, it's a little above that, just over a run, but it's still solid. It is still very good, well under that four mark and uh, that 4.1 mark that I kind of use as my own line of demarcation for pitchers when it comes to handicap, uh, handicapping them. So I, I would not fault a single person that looks at Adam Wainwright the way that he has pitched and says, you know what, I'm going to take my shot here against Los Angeles uh, and why, given what he has done. I will say, you know, when I like to take my shots against L.A., it would be with a lefty on the hill. They're statistically average against left-handed pitching. Uh, Wainwright, that is not the case. So, But still, th- there's really nothing that screams to you, hey, man, sell high on Wainwright. This is going to get blown up in his face. It's not like Jay Happ last week where he just got crushed by the Reds and there were a lot of indicators that was going to happen. This is not the case. How do you feel about the Cardinals as a wild card team? Believe it or not. 
Um, not really. Yeah. I just don't really like their offense a lot, right? I think you I have think, to bet against it. Right? Yeah. yeah, like they're they're getting good pitching performances and they're a solid defensive team, but I just don't know if they have the lineup to really make that push going forward. And there are some weak links in, in that in that uh, rotation too. So I would say ultimately they miss out. Well, for I, I think a moment there, maybe a week or two, it looked like, hey, the Cardinals might be the team that gets hot right. in the National League and makes a surge, and uh, they have cooled off since then. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen for St. Louis with a uh, little more than 20 games to go. Uh, the Cardinals three and a half back in the wild card race. Uh, Padres mm-hmm. and Reds not doing anything to pull away, though. And the Phillies uh, two back. And that let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the Reds right now. And uh, the Reds need to get this turned around. Vladimir Gutierrez is going to start at Wrigley Field tonight against Alec Mills. The Reds slight favorites. I think that in the line is probably based on the fact the Reds have a lot of urgency to win. The Cubs do not. Uh, right. And I would think this lineup is kind of well suited for Chicago, especially I would see the weather. If the wind's blowing out, the pregame total is nine shaded to the over. So looks like it's going to be a friendly day for the most part. But I think this is a lineup that would fare well here. I would think, if anything, though, playing this over has some potential. Vlad Gutierrez is one of those guys, 417 ERA, but a 509 expected fielding independent. Not a dominant strikeout dude. His walks are up, and he has a problem with home runs, too. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's going to be anything here, uh, it would be maybe looking at this to be a higher scoring affair than currently uh, priced right now because I think there's a universe in which both of these lineups have some success today. I could see that. Uh, let's talk about two other... Oh, really quickly, uh, when you talk about St. Louis, I want to bring this up just to make sure. So they have the fourth hardest schedule left in Major League Baseball out of the last 25 games. Two games against the Dodgers, seven against the Brewers, three against the Reds and the Padres, respectively, and Mets. So the good thing is, is that they have opportunities to beat the teams that are in front of them. The bad thing is that that's a brutal schedule. Uh, you mentioned the Mets. Let's talk about them next. Rich Hill is going to start tonight in Miami against Sandy Alcantara. We'll call it a pick game, total of uh, seven. Anything you have on Rich Hill? Uh, not anything really positive. Uh, <laughs> I think really if you look at this, uh, if it's going to be like, hey, look at one side if not the other, I guess it would be looking at Sandy Day, right, for the Miami Marlins. Uh, Sandy Alcantara has yeah. been relatively solid, but this one's already started, so you can't really do anything with it, can you? Actually, just top the first. Yeah. When, uh, we just had the first pitch about what, five minutes ago. In that game. How about the um, this one has not started yet. Phillies and Brewers. Kyle Gibson, Freddie Peralta, and uh, Brewers minus 160, total of eight. Uh, you're a Phillies guy. Do you believe in Kyle Gibson tonight? Uh, I see Kyle Gibson not so much. Gibson had a lot of indicators when he was with Texas that uh, he was playing with some fool's gold. Right as a pitcher, he he had been solid and steady, but there was an indication that he was going to start to come back down to earth, and that has started to happen. Right, it began with that one start against the Dodgers, which got bombed out over four and a third. Last time we saw him against the lowly Marlins, he gave up eight earned runs and a loss on the road. That was last Friday. It's just Gibson's not really the guy that I think is worth backing. Now I think there's an argument to be made that if you look at this from a price perspective, if you're starting to get to like that plus 175 range, potentially it's worth looking at some value on Philadelphia. Uh, but I think right now it's just not at the price where you'd. Want want to take a shot with Gibson the way that he's been pitching in any way whatsoever. Uh, I would tend to agree with that. One final in the American League today, the Mariners beat the Astros 8-5, to five, so a good win for Seattle. Yeah, after losing the way they did yesterday, mm-hmm. right? You know, allowing, the, uh, allowing the Astros to rally and win that game. Big for the Mariners who find themselves in contention for the American League. Like you said yesterday, these wildcard races are great because there's so many of these teams and so many of these series that yeah. mean so much for every single game. Like almost every single game that we're watching carries some sort of weight as we head down the last 25 games. Well, the Oakland A's got to start winning, that's for yeah. sure. And the A's are going to start Frankie Montas tonight at the Coliseum opposite of uh, Dallas Keuchel and the White Sox. 
It seems like uh, the number might be a little bit too big on the A's, but the, the money has been on that side. I saw this open as low as 130. I see as high as minus 178 right now. Yeah, and I, th- most, I would think that most of this is anti-Keichel-like sentiment, right? Dallas Keichel has not been very good. Uh, he has been, in his career, he hasn't been a dominant strikeout dude, but it's gotten worse and worse in terms of his ability to induce swings and misses. Frankie Montas, as we know, has been uh, really solid this year and just each of the last few years, uh, rediscovering his pitches and working what he does in terms of the pitches that he relies on. So he's kind of reverted from form from a year ago. So I kind of understood this price. But to your point, like you're starting to get into the territory where maybe it's a little too high on Oakland. Chicago still is a quality team outside of Dallas Keuchel. So you're really expecting the Athletics to be, to beat up Keuchel and Frankie Montas to hold down this lineup for Chicago. Montas is too inconsistent for me to lay a price like that. All right, let's wrap it up with uh, a couple of games in the American League East. Blue Jays and Yankees. Yankees trying to stop a losing skid. They had their supposed Cy Young on the mound last night. He couldn't get the job done. Now it's Luis Gill going to start for the Yankees as a favorite against Alec Manoa, who made a spectacular Major League debut against the Yankees in the Bronx uh, a a few months ago. Yankees minus 125. Total is 9.5 or 10, depending where you look. It's 10 here at the South Point. And at circa, it's nine and a half. I think so. Manoa's been really good, and he looks like he has the stuff to be a quality pitcher for Toronto, especially going into next year. But there are things that indicate that maybe, just maybe the Yankees lineup can get to Manoa here a little bit in a start like this. 363 ERA, but, a, but an XFIP humans of about 4.3, so it's a little inflated in that regard. He's been getting a little lucky batting average on balls in play, 250. League average is, is 300. And his command has been shaky at times. He walks three guys every nine innings. Walk rate's a little up there. So if you're working counts on him and you start to get some of these balls in play, which has not been the Yankees' forte, they've been hitting into more double plays than any team in Major League Baseball, there's, I think, certainly a universe here in which this Yankees lineup kind of snaps back to form and gets a win over Toronto. So maybe $1.25 if it gets down to minus 120, there'd be some slight value on New York. But I'd be really interested to see how Manoa performs here because there's some indicators that maybe he's due for a shaky performance. Well, his last outing was shaky against Mm -hmm. the A's. He gave up six (laughs) runs in five innings. Before that, he was on a pretty good stretch. Of, uh, of of solid starts. He's got 10 strikeouts per nine. He's got a 1.10 yep. whip. There are a lot of positive numbers with Alec Manoa, too. And by the way, he debuted at Yankee Stadium on May 27th. Six innings, two hits, no runs, struck out seven. And the Blue Jays won that game 2-0 over the Yankees. So I talked about his major league debut. That was it. All right, one more. The Rays up nine and a half in the division. <laughs> That's amazing, really. It. It's remarkable what the Rays do. Uh, Pick'em game tonight in Boston, McClanahan and Eo Valdi, total of 10 at Fenway Park. Yeah, and if, if, if like for me, of all these perspectives, numbers are really tight across the board. There's actually an argument to be made. The Eo Valdi should probably have a better ERA than the one he has right now. Not by much, but a little bit. And I think if you look at it, the case for Evaldi is he can strike guys out. Like there are times where he can have really good performance. Strikeouts per nine, not insanely high at 9.3, but still the ability to do that and, and as well uh, keep the walks down. And this is a raised team that while they lead the league and run scored. Also up there in terms of strikeout rate. So you could see one where they're whiffing a lot and the Red Sox get a good performance from Uvalde. All right, that's Jonathan Von Tobel. We'll be back tomorrow with a big show uh, lined up for Thursday. Derek Stevens is going to join us from Circa. You don't want to miss that. And JVT, get your college football best bets ready for tomorrow. I sent one in today. Arkansas, I'm in. I took Arkansas plus seven as wow, well. Wow, we got a lot of similar stuff. <laughs> we should hang I'm out pulling, this weekend. I'm pulling for you this week, man. All right, quick uh, break here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander, Danny Burke, the stars you will see next.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.